The following episode is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Welcome to Hashtag Moms Got This. Get your mom life fix four days a week. I'm Michelle Park. And I'm Lily Hayes Kaufman Salzberg. Together, we chatted up with a new boss mom each week about her journey and why she's got this. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for filling in for Stacy today. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. And if you have not heard Lily Hayes' episodes, you should definitely go way back in the archives and listen to her week because she's also amazing um, and a filmmaker and all of these things. Uh, but today is Monday and we usually talk about mom journey. So I'm going to share a story, actually. And you know what? You just heard her laugh. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Liz Stern is here. She is the founder of Diva Moms. She is also an author. Her book is called Motherhood is a B hashtag. Right, Liz? Yes. Yes. We, I, I didn't say the whole word. In case your kids are in the room, we didn't say the whole word. Yes. Um, but so I, I was just telling Liz before we, we got on the mic that Lily Hayes and I both have daughters. And we all went to a museum together, even with the little ones. It was so much fun. It was fun. Like super fun. It was nice to see like Hazel and Madeline interact in a different way because they, they've known each other since they were babies. And, and this they... was the second time we had gone to the museum. Yeah. and Oh, yeah. And the first time we went to the museum, they just kind of like hugged each other and then went their separate ways. And this time they were like holding hands and like looking at things together. And it was just like... like... The best was hearing Madeline's little voice, Hazel, Hazel, come look at this. And she would grab Hazel's hand and pull her over. And poor Hazel is like, I guess I'm going over there. <laughs> Hazel loved it. She was so excited that someone was interacting with her because she's just getting to that age where kids actually notice each other. So yeah. this is a new, exciting event for her. Super cute. Um, but Liz, we are so happy to have you in the studio. And thank you for the book. Of course. Uh, you'll, you guys will have to check out our Insta stories to see this cover, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, because basically it's a mom like dealing with all the kids and the dad is in a chair hanging out, which I feel like is my life. <laughs> <laughs> my husband, I don't know about you guys, but my, we both work full time. But somehow my husband will be like, "You, you handle it. You figure it out." I'm like, "We're, we're like, we're a team here. Yeah. Like, we both are working. It's not just should it be one or the other. It should be." But that's we'll get to that. <laughs> we should have our own episode <laughs> yes, about we will that. Tur- yeah, that could be the bonus episode. <laughs> yes. Let's start with um, just how many kids do you have? Sure, and- I have a 15 year old, an 11 year old, and a five year old. So two boys and a little girl. Oh wow. Yeah. That's like um kind of like large spacing. Very large spacing. So uh, the 15-year-old is ninth grade. He's a boy. My 11-year-old is in sixth grade. He's also a boy. And my daughter is five and she's in pre-K. She'll be in kindergarten next year. Was it like a kind of a conscious decision to have them far apart? So the two boys, we were actually – just, they're just a few years apart. Um, and we knew that we wanted to have two or three kids. The third, however – you know, she really was a surprise. Um, no one believes it, but it really is the truth. We weren't trying. And we're between the two boys, we were actually actively trying. But with her, we just, yep. Yeah. And <laughs> and she's the best. And she was actually born on February 28th. My birthday is March 2nd. And in my on my 40th birthday, she was my, she's my birthday oh, gift. That's the best and gift. And the best gift ever. And I had a C-section. And I remember in my hospital, like bed, the boys came with a cake and she was in my arms. And it was just like, I just started, I was like, a, I think you know, obviously the hormones and everything, but I was so emotional because I also felt like my grandmother, who I was very close with, yeah. had given me this gift. Oh. So she's She's and she's got a lot of sass, a lot of my grandmother's personality. <laughs> she's amazing. 
I love that. But the two boys too, like they're you know everyone is always like, how are they with how are they with her? They're so so many years apart. Yeah. They're really great with her, especially my middle guy. He's like her sidekick. He loves to make movies. She's always in his movie. She's always acting out with him. He's playing with her. And the big guy just he loves her. I mean, they're not as close. But he's definitely very kind to her, and she definitely, like, says he's my big brother, and Aww. I love you, and it's sweet. Now tell us a little – But get off Fortnite, she'll tell him. Get off Fortnite. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's that age, the 15-year-old. Oh, yes. I don't even know what it is. I just know it exists. I've been warned by a neighbor down the hall whose son plays Fortnite. He said, don't ever get this. I, said, I don't even know what it is. He says, just don't get it. You don't need to know any more never, than that. Never, 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 never. If you don't need it, not – even if, like – just avoid it at all costs if you can because these the boys are really – they're addicted to it. Yeah, I see them all. Yeah. I mean I, I, don't know. I guess I should do some research on that one. Um, <laughs> so tell us about Diva Moms and also tell us about your book. Sure. So Diva Moms, I started 15 years ago actually after my first son was born. I went to a new mother's luncheon on the Upper East Side and it was in the back of a dark, dingy restaurant. And there was one woman there and she was like, today you're going to learn how to breastfeed. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I looked around the room and they saw like 30 other moms, new moms with babies. The babies, they're not allowed to cry. You had to leave the room. You weren't allowed to talk to each other. It was just bizarre. And That's was, weird. It was weird. And I'm saying to myself, this, like a light bulb went up in my head. This can't be the only thing there is for moms. This is just like, first of all, no one wanted to be there because they all wanted to meet other moms. And if you wanted to be there, you wanted to talk, be able to talk. And if the baby cries, the baby cries. So I remember walking home and like an epiph- like a light bulb, again, what light bulb went off in my head. And I said to myself, I need to do something for moms because I'm falling apart at the seams here. Like I want to meet mom friends. This is not, this is not happening here. And I went home that day and my husband, I remember came home from work. He's like, how are you? How was your day? Did you meet nice friends? And I said, nope. <laughs> he said, well, what do you mean? I, I said, I didn't have a good day. I said, but I have a good idea. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, I want to start a company for moms. I want to start a company where moms can get together and actually socialize and be with well with other moms that they have things in common with and be able to talk and be able oh, that, to- That's like a mom thing when your phone goes off. I mean, you can't turn it off. It could be your nanny, you know? Um, yeah. I'm always scared of that. <laughs> I get it. Always. So we'll get to that after about social – about the phone. Um, so with – and I'm sorry that oh, I just no, went that's up. okay. Um, but going back to the whole diva mom thing, and I said to my husband, I want to start this business. And he was like, Liz, you can't. Like you've post – you probably have postpartum depression. You don't know what you're talking about. Like you just can't start Jeez, a – Thanks right? for supporting. Thanks, exactly. <laughs> you can't just start a business right now. Your background is in PR, special events. And then I actually went back and got a I, – I taught for several years kindergarten. And he's like, you got to take this one day at a time. And I said, I will. And I just started like little by little teaching myself. Like there really, there was, I think the internet back then was just starting to boom. And I started a blog called divamoms.com. And I would post like just about my day and what it was like. And I started doing events and one thing led to another. And we really grew to about, my database is like close to a million moms. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. In New York, it started really in New York City in the tri-state area. And now it's everywhere across the country. I don't even know. Like I would get inquiries from Dubai, London, Paris, like, hey, Liz, like I'm a diva mom. Like, why are you just in New York City? Or, And the whole diva moms, you know, when it, people were like, oh, the word diva, it doesn't, when we think of the word diva or the old definition of diva, what the word definition of diva, the way that I see it through the mom community is I want moms to be 
feel like they are the queen. I want the moms to feel really good about themselves. I want the moms to be, feel proud about themselves, no matter what weight they're at, no matter how they're feeling, because nobody ever taps you on the back and says, you know what, you're doing a great job. At, or, you know, wow, your kids are really thriving. Nobody ever tells you that or nobody ever tells us like how good we're doing. So my whole mission for moms everywhere is to know that you're great. And you're no matter what you're doing, you're trying your best. I know we all are. And it's really hard work. It's like juggling 101 balls at once, trying not to let one drop. And so that's really how that came to be. And so so we're in business now 15 years. And so I, is it like a meetup group? So it's company, So companies hire us to throw events for them or direct marketing for them. So what will happen is – I'll just give you an example. Like next week we have an event. We were hired. There's a new store that opens on the Upper East Side. It's called Store actually. It's storage. So they'll come to your apartment. They'll valet. They'll pick up what you want to store. They'll bring it back. They'll store it for you. Then you can – it's like – or like a concierge concierge service for storage, which we know. All, I know. So come <laughs> next week, next Wednesday, I'll send you the invitation. Bring all your mom friends. You get two months of free storage if you come. They're gonna they're giving out all these other amazing perks. Plus, one lucky mom is gonna win a five hundred dollar gift certificate to the shoe box. And who doesn't want a new pair of spring shoes? Yeah. So that's just like an example of like I see. And then so then all the moms kind of meet up, ex- and then they get to know each yes. other. And, and, and the the be- like one of the nicest things for me is that over these fifteen years, so many moms will come up to me. They're like. Liz, do you remember me? You know, I went to your Halloween event at Dylan's Candy Bar. You're spectacular. And I met my best friend there. And today we're still best friends and our kids are best friends. So it's really like a meeting of moms. But where I don't put on name tags for the moms. I kind of let everybody just mix and mingle and get to know one another. And it's really been a great community and support system for other moms. That's cool. And And there's no judgment. Like, whatsoever like that's one thing that I'm real feel very strongly about do not if you're going to judge other moms or please then don't come come, here because this is not the right place how did you manage to do that while you were having three kids okay how did I manage to do that it's a lot um I always say that my kids are my first job and diva moms also Simon it's like my fourth it's my fourth baby so I have four kids essentially and it was just growing it and making trying to figure out Again, you know, everybody's like, what is balance? And everybody has it all figured out. I certainly don't. I don't know the definition of balance. Um, for me, balance is sometimes, you know, I'll get the kids to bed at night and then I'll wake up at like two in the morning and I'll do work from two to five because I know. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's but you some, wake up at two in the sometimes, morning. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. I do that because like the baby wakes up and I can't go back to sleep. But I've never like consciously gotten up. To yes. Work. Do you have a coffee at that point? I do. And can you? And then you're just up from and five on. Yeah. And then I'm usually up. Wow. And then, but then sometimes I'll be like, you know, very tired throughout the day. But one of the things that I've also learned is taking uh, time out for myself, which is my first book is called. It, um, if you give a mom a martini, a hundred ways to take ten blissful minutes to yourself. Because I've learned that mommy timeouts are really important. So whether it's like just taking a few minutes a day before I even wake up to just breathe, or at night sometimes I know everyone makes fun of me. Like remember the commercial Calgon, take me away. Yeah. Like I'll try and take a I'll try and take a bath before bed. So like little things that I've implemented into my life to kind just like whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, to kind of give me a little bit of, again, there's to, in me, there's no such thing as balance. When you're a working mom and you have three kids, um, or there, everybody has their own definition of what balance is, but also finding in little things throughout the day to kind of just 
allow me to, to give be, yourself yes, a, a little, to give myself a little a yes. little something exactly coming up you'll hear from Liz about how she stayed on top of everything while also having three kids Hey guys, we are so excited that you've been listening and downloading and we're grateful for it. So now, rate us and tell us what you like about the show on iTunes and leave us a review. Leave that five-star rating. We would so appreciate it. It's so easy to just click that button and do the (laughs) five-star rating. For a tutorial, go to Stacey's Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag Moms Got This is a production of Mouth Media Network powered by Sennheiser. Reach out and follow us on social media at Moms Got This Show. And me, Michelle, at Mish Plus Two. Or me, Stacy at Stacy Eagle. Check out our website, MomsGotThisShow.com. One thing that I'm wondering, listening to your inspiring stories, I feel like each time after I had my kids, I had this brain fog, yeah. and it lasted six months at least, wow. probably longer, where sure. I just felt like I wasn't articulate, I kind of... Part of me just only wanted to spend time with my kids, so I had yes. no more left for yes. anything like work-related. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, how did you get past that so quickly and start a company? I think that I didn't have the brain fog. Um, I think I had other things, definitely, but I definitely did not have the brain fog. My brain was pretty clear. Um, and again, he was also six months when I started it, so it oh, wasn't yeah. like from day one that he was born. Um, but I think after six months, my brain started to vi- very clearly see the focus of what I wanted to do. Um, And I remember I was teaching on the Upper West Side at the time, kindergarten. And I remember I finished, he was born in December and I went back to finish the school year after my maternity leave. And simultaneously, as I'd come home from school after work, and obviously I'd be with the, not obviously, but I'd be with my son and we'd do some stuff. And then like when he went to bed at night, I would I know I had this surge of energy actually where I would work on diva mom stuff. Um, and then it didn't really morph and really grow into like I would say like year two, three. I mean, I was doing little events here and there and they were amazing and they were great and they were getting traction. But it was like I would say year two or three that it, the business really took off because people always say like, well, when did you know that you had something really there? And I would say I was new. Like obviously everybody comes up with an idea. Everyone thinks it's great when you're going to start a business. But in the first few years, I, I knew I had something, but I didn't, I never did it. There was no business plan. I never took a business class. It was really a lot of learning and a lot of mistakes I made that I had to learn from my mistakes. So, which I think also sometimes everybody's like, oh, you should, not you, but like in general, you have to go to business school to start a business. And I don't know about that. Some of the things that, you know, when you start a business, if you're starting from scratch and you don't have all, you, you learn a lot. Yeah, you have. I mean, and you're you, forced to. It's and baptism you, by fire. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, and then as your other kids came into the mix, did things shift? Did things change? Yeah, things definitely shifted and things definitely changed, especially when my daughter came. Um, so the Diva Moms brands and business is still going and I'm still, still keeping it going. Um, but I'm doing fewer events. I'm p- being much more pickier um, and choosing events that I – I used to do a lot more events Mm -hmm. and now I feel like less is more for me personally. I need to spend more time with the kids, especially my little one. Um, And my older one also needs me a lot more because they say, you know, little kids, little problems, big kids, bigger problems. And we'll get into social media and all that in a little bit with these older kids and school and bullying and just all the, it's, it's just, it's a whole other world parenting a teenager, teenager today. 
Um, so what I've really, I've been fortunate enough to step back and say, okay, which, how, where am I going to make my most money? How am I going to make it without spinning my wheels and keep doing events and doing events and being out of the house? I feel like I'm a lot more present now than I was when I was first, obviously starting the business and even in the middle. And I'm working on other projects. Motherhood is a B, hashtag TCH. We're working on um, a scripted comedy TV oh, cool. show. So we're about, we're just in the state, we're, we're almost there with it. So we're going to go out hopefully and shop it. Uh, my husband is representing the project. He's in the entertainment industry. And We'll see. And then I'm working on another project that actually has nothing to do with motherhood at all. It has to do with social media and kindness. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So I uh, like just just that. I like <laughs> it's it's and I'm not again. You know, we started working it on it about three years ago, and I'm very quiet about it. You know, people are always like, "Well, why don't you talk about it?" I've always learned like less is more. And when you actually have something concrete to talk about, then you talk about it because it's still right now an idea. I mean, and this actually, there is a large business plan for. Um, we're working with somebody who actually has built biz, like real businesses. Not yeah. that Diva Moms isn't a real business, but right, uh, you, one that you want to scale. Yeah. And this is, yeah. And I truly believe that this will be. Um, it has potential to to do a lot of good in this world, which is what we need, especially in the social media space. It's. You know, I also say, say to a lot, a lot of what I find with these kids stems back to the parents. Um, and I think that today it's really hard to be a parent. And I think that we need to spend more time talking to our kids about social media, about bullying. You know, every day I can't handle it. Ten-year-olds and nine-year-olds are committing suicide left and right. It's too much. Um, there's just you know, they're torturing these kids online, the cyberbullying. Kids don't know how to deal with it. There is a lack of, you know, I always say like even in high school and junior high school, instead of teaching whatever subject they're teaching, which these kids are never going to use anyway, how about a class in kindness? Yeah. How about a class in teaching? Or like acceptance. Like it, I, I think it's- Oh, everything. I mean, you know, I had a friend recently, I'm like going all over the place, but I had a friend recently who called me to tell me about her school, son's school, that there was a bathroom that was like for everybody and he was only in sixth grade. And how did I feel about that? I said, that's, I feel great about it. I said, that's today's world. I said, there shouldn't just be boys' bathrooms, girls' bathrooms. I mean, today, you know, yeah, the kid, there's, there, like a whole there's a whole range of exactly, and I think we have to teach our children from early on acceptance and what that looks like, and that you know, my son goes to an acting school, uh, my middle son, and it's a professional performing arts school. So the kids, you know, they have green hair, they have purple hair, they have there are they're transgender kids, there are you name it, and they're what I love about the school is that they do teach the inclusion and including everybody. And it's not just one child. And my son last night actually was saying, he's like, dad, I don't love sports. He's like, I like them. I play them in camp. He's like, but I love acting. And I, that's what my passion is. And I'm like, you follow your passion, whatever that may be. You don't have to like sports because you're a boy or you're a girl. I'm just saying you don't have to play with dolls because that's what Find whatever that is that you love and, and, and follow that passion. And I think that there's still, again, so much stigma, you know, with children today that I think we all need, as parents, need to really open up and have these conversations with our kids. 
I think that is the perfect time to ask you to share your mom's got this moment. It's a moment when you felt like you really had things under control. <laughs> well, let's say, um, when did I really feel like I had things under control? It depends <laughs> on what day you're asking me. Uh, today seems like a good day so far. It's only, you know, 1030 in the morning. I haven't had any crisis today. Um, but I feel like, you know, I, my, my one, my mom got this day was, I again, working. And I'm very fortunate where I'm allowed, I make my own hours a lot of the times. So I can be at certain places for the kids. But it just started out as a day where I was in back-to-back meetings. And then my son had to be at an audition and I volunteered to be his momager. I don't know how that happened, but I, I'm i the one who takes him to a lot of his auditions. And then from the audition, I had to drop him back off at school because he was in a play practice. And I had to run to my son's baseball game, which was all the way... And then my daughter, I had to be at her like ballet performance that afternoon. Oh and I just God. did it. And I just, I threw my shoes into the bag and my my high heels. I always usually have a pair of sneakers in the bag. And I, I got it done. And I just felt so, like, it was a lot. But I got it all accomplished. And I was able to put the phone away during the baseball game, during the audition, and at, the ba- and at my daughter's ballet. Because I feel like I need to also be really more present with our kids. We all do. I know that, you know, one of their biggest problems that they'll say to me is like, mom, you're always on your phone. And a lot of it is work related. But I've now really made a conscious effort that when I'm with them, and especially when I'm at like one of their games or one of their programs or whatever it is, that phone is in the bag. And if you're going to call me, you're going to keep calling me because it's not an emergency. I'm not a doctor and I'm not on call. But yet, if I do see a phone call from my children, I will pick it up. Yeah. I think that's like, that is yeah, great. That's great. Well, my mom used to always pick up the phone. I remember she was in a panel on stage one time and she picked up the phone. And I, it just meant so much to me to know that if yes. there's an emergency, yeah. that she would even in the front of 200 people pick up her phone. Well, I think when you, see, you know, I think when you see, and I think again, as a working mom, like I don't make excuses anymore. I remember when I used to go into meetings and I had the phone out, I would say, oh, this is my, you know, I have to keep the phone on in case my, and they would like look at me. But you know what? Now I'm not making excuses because yeah. God forbid it. It, it's a crazy know. world. You never know. And if your kid needs you, if they're sick or if there's an emergency, you want to be able to pick it up. So talking about a, you know, a time when like mom got this, uh, it was four o'clock in the morning and it was Wednesday, a week ago last, well, last week, um, I woke up to smelling smoke in my apartment Ooh. and I was like, woke up coughing from the smoke. My husband's like, what's wrong? And I said, this smoke, like I smell smoke and I'm coughing from it. He's like, no, there's not. He's like, go back to bed. It's just outside. I'm sure it's like like a fire on the street or something in like a garbage can. Something in my – in my like I knew that there was something wrong. And I looked out the window. There must have been 100 fire trucks. There were like police everywhere. There were – ambulances and I lit I sleep in these like long night shirts they're nothing sexy because I have two boys and I want to make sure I'm always dressed appropriately um so with that being said I literally jumped out of bed without shoes without putting a bra on ran down nine flights of stairs I was like where are you going I'm like I got this ran down nine flights of stairs they were like you my doorman like Mrs. Stern you can't go outside I said I can do anything I want I need to get outside I opened the door and all I saw were flames and it was turns out it was coming from a bakery down the block but at four o'clock in the morning, only all I could see, I thought it was a mosque and I thought it was terrorism. And I also leave, I live next to a temple. So in my mind at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. I'm thinking this is terrorism. They're going to bomb the temple and I got to get the kids out immediately. So I ran right up. I didn't take the elevator. I ran right up the stairs. I said to my husband, this is not a drill. Get up. We got to get the kids out. There's a fire. And I remember thinking at that moment, like I wasn't thinking about anything like i in my mind this is the last time i'm seeing this apartment i just want 
I've got to get the kids. We got to get them out. And we got them up. We got them out very calmly. My oldest son was great. He's like, let me get the dog. We got the dog. We got the fish. We went down the stairs, (laughs) right? (laughs) The whole building, you know, everybody was down in my lobby. Turns out it was not terrorism, but we could it, we couldn't get upstairs till like six o'clock in the morning anyway because the smokes were ju- the smoke was just filled in all the different apartments. But my, I felt like I when I I took a deep breath like after all of this real deep breath because I felt like I was very calm and I got you know and I wanted to make sure the kids were calm because to me this was an emergency, and I think that. Sometimes I know that I overreact or I get very like, you know, anxiety ridden. I bring it out on the kids if there's an emergency. But this time I, I don't know what it was, but I was just very level. Um, and it, and I felt I felt good. Yeah, like you should that be very I, proud of yourself. I was very proud of myself that, and the and the kids like they talked about it a little bit after, but they weren't like traumatized by it. I just think I made it. We made it very matter of fact, and we made them feel safe and that was it but it was internally i was like being eaten up so anyway well thank you liz for sharing so much with us today no i mean that that was incredible um thank you so much for coming thank you really nice for guest hosting thanks for having me um we will both be back with liz tomorrow so make sure you tune in Monday? Well, you shouldn't have a bad Monday because you just downloaded funny people talking on your phone, right? So just click the play button. Wait, Danielle, Danielle. What? What's funny people talking? Oh, it's this podcast with, I mean, you're one of the co-hosts, Mark. It's oh, yeah. you and me and, and Elsie, our producer, she's there. And we have really cool guests on, like illustrators and comedians and actors. You should listen. Do you listen to your own podcast? I hear it every time we record it. It's a really good show. You should listen to. Uh, do you listen, Elsie? No. Typical. She, I know. Typical producer. You know who listens? All of our fans who love the show. I know we dropped it. Listen to Funny People Talking. Mm. It comes out every Monday on Mouth Media Network and wherever the best podcasts are found. Make sure to subscribe and show us some love on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever the best podcasts are found. Our fantastic theme music was created just for us by Lily Lane and Joe Pasco. This show can only be reproduced or published with express written permission of Mouth Media Network. We are so looking forward to spending time with you guys again. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, Mom's got this. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.